Good morning. Good afternoon. Where, where are you? I'm on Wondery Land. What land are you on? Do you know what land you're on? Thank you for letting me know when you do. If you haven't let me know, please find out. Let me know. I'd love to know. Always love hearing from you. And thank you all for letting me know that the mental health episode really resonated with you. I really appreciate hearing that, even though it was, you know, well, it was solicited, but it was unqualified advice, even though it was lived experience advice, which is really important because we don't want to underplay lived experience. So I, I really do appreciate that. Oh, you know what? I said last week I would do this and it kind of ties into, I just, I got a letter, it kind of ties in, but let me start. I told you last week, I didn't want to talk about how many dogs I had. <laughs> I'll tell you about it next week. So I'm telling you about it this week in, in case you're holding me to it. Um, I had five dogs last week, which normally it's just four, but Harry came for some babysitting. Um, everyone knows Harry. Harry is um, my old foster, the golden retriever, who went to my friend Todd, who works for the ABC. And I chose him specifically because they're a perfect match, number one. And number two, because I knew I was going to get Harry back every now and then to dog sit. So it's a win-win situation. I've had a puppy and you know what, I said yes to this puppy and I shouldn't have said yes to this puppy and I've just got to stick with what I can do and be okay with that because what I can't do is puppies. Not just me, Sissy and Autumn, we're all old women, we're all in our midlife and we don't wrestle. I mean, I love a wrestle, don't get me wrong, but our wrestles are different to a puppy wrestles and Puppies are up and down all night and they piss everywhere and they shit everywhere. And anyway, so that puppy's gone. But it's a lot having five dogs in a house. Normally, if they were all old, I'd actually be completely fine. If they were all the same, I'd be, you could have, double it, give me 10. But just that one puppy, huge difference. It's like one egg in a basket upsets the apple cart. I think that's how that saying goes. So I get this letter from Diana. Hi, Evie. I've heard you talk a little bit about your chronic fatigue, but I'd love to know more. I also deal with chronic fatigue and struggle to look after myself enough to have a good balance and not wear myself every day, out every day, not wear myself every day. Um, any tips on how you balance life or how you balance yourself would be awesome. Okay, this, I'm just going to try to get this in a really like, my diagnosis is old. It gets redone all the time. Just check, you know, oh, she's still got it. Yeah, you still got it. <laughs> chronic fatigue and chronic fatigue syndrome are actually two different things. And one is an autoimmune problem and the other one is when you're extremely tired. Um, and it can be all from all different reasons. Um, and which is what I thought I had for a really long time, um, until I had proper diagnosis. And that was that I ended up with, um, Addison's disease. Like this is all autoimmune problems from living next to black mold, sorry, living with black mold, sleeping next to black mold for four years, um, having a really traumatic, um, procedure done when I was 28 and living in a real, like just being in a really bad um, place 
and then not dealing with that, um, everything going out of control, using uh, prescription drugs in a really bad way, um, mostly for weight loss. I know I shouldn't say or do that, but that's all I have for it. If I could just go back and shake Evie and go, don't take anything. Uh, Because, you know, my autoimmune was pretty shot, your immune system gets pretty shot. So because of that, I ended up with shingles, and which I had already had. um, I always get the glandular fever twice since I was 20. So I was just like had that immune system that wasn't great and I wasn't (laughs) doing well. While I was living with the black mold, my friend, old black mold, also got giardia when Sydney water had Giardia bacteria and Cryptosporidium in it, I got it because, you know, of course I did. Um, so I used to, <laughs> I had like what at first we thought was IBS. It wasn't. It was like proper bacteria that I couldn't get rid of. And I, no word of a lie, no word of a lie. I had a boyfriend at the time who can contest to this for about eight months. I used to shit diarrhea for four hours, four to five hours a day from about 5 p.m. every day. So kind of like after my daily eating, you know. He, he And this is how I know <laughs> he would contest to it because I would end up getting home from work and it, the pains would start on my way home from work and I'd be like, oh, I've got, you know, it used to take me about 10 minutes to get home from work and I knew I had about, maybe 11 minutes before I was going to have to get to that bathroom. And I would spend hours, hours just sitting on the toilet. So I'd be up and down, up and down, got to the point where my boyfriend at the time ended up fashioning the TV around so I could stay on the toilet and just lived that way for months. And my body was being so, I guess, I wasn't getting any nutrients because Everything I ate, you would see it within about maybe half an hour. Foods, foodstuffs like shallots or seeds or anything, like you'd see them. You're like, well, nothing is getting into me. It's just coming out. It's coming out of me like lava. Um, anyway, so that's pretty much how the chronic fatigue syndrome happened. So that became a new autoimmune diagnosis that I had to then realise came with all its own problems, which none of them are curable. So you just have to treat, manage is what. So I've been to plenty of specialists, plenty of naturopaths, plenty of integrated doctors, plenty of mould specialists. No one can really say or do more than, you know, it's mostly diet and um, sleep when you need it. And there will be days when you just can't get out of bed. I have really, really just, I mean, I've hardly ever told anyone because I'm overweight. There just is this stigma that people won't believe it. And that's the truth, actually. Like, I know I can see it in people. They just don't believe it. Because it's been going on for such a long time, people, as you know, if you ha- if anyone has any kind of chronic illness, mental or physical, people want, expect you to get better. And eventually when they say, how are you going? Because they ask you all the time, how's it going with that? They wait. They're, eventually they need you to say, it's good now. 
and the end. It's over. It's not over. And and unfortunately, I got sick of telling people that I was really good and then I'd crash again. So you have these crashes. And depending on what you do in your life depends on how bad the crashes can be. But the crashes come anyway. So I had to learn that the hard way. I had to learn that the drinking probably wasn't good. There were certain foods that were really inflaming and there were certain lifestyle choices, you know, stresses, jobs. Couldn't keep down um, a full-time job. Like just couldn't do it. Couldn't do the normal 40-hour week, no matter how much I tried. There was one job that was very good for me. <laughs> they used to allow me to break my day into the middle and have a three-hour sleep in the file room. They were very nice about it, but I would go in at eight and be home at eight because of that split in the middle of the day. I needed to get my work done. I did that for a couple of years and that worked as well as it could have worked, but I was still like, I need, sometimes I needed a whole day or three days rather than those three hours in the middle of the day. So, you know, it, it changes all the time. My advice to you is to just make sure you have really great professionals around you who make sure that you don't feel crazy like that you're not making this up, that you're not um, inventing it or conflating it in any way because people will – the worst thing about, uh, you know – any kind of um, a disorder or illness like that is it's invisible and people see that you look fine although – People can see, like they know when I'm having a crash because they're like, you can hardly open your eyes and, you know, you're not moving properly. You're not even speaking properly. So I just say get get yourself a professional who gives you that validation of knowing that there are days and look at that part-time work, casual work. When I work, I work and then I fall down like a bag of shit afterwards. And that's fine because I know that's going to happen and that really works for me. Um, It's another reason I'm really glad I didn't end up with children because I don't know how mums do this. I know dads are probably okay, but I don't know how mums do it. Like, honestly, honestly, how do you do it? I hope you have people around you that are helping you because it, it is not curable. It's only treatable and it's so unpredictable. So I wanted to tell you also, this goes with this, that I started testosterone last week. I told you all last week, in in case you haven't been listening, go back and listen, or I'll just tell you really quickly now, talk to my GP, gave him all the info and he's such a great GP. He read it all and went, yep, I think this is a great idea. So my four symptoms for low testosterone were low libido, no libido, um, muscle weakness, bone weak, like just whole body weakness, strength, like feeling like I don't have any strength, can't like lift anything the way I used to, and fatigue. (laughs) Well, if I can tell you that it happened overnight and I don't know, is this placebo? Is Is this me just hoping? But the next day, you get a, it's a cream and, and I rubbed it on my outer thigh. It comes with a little applicator so you only have 0.5 a mil, which is a dollop, like a drop, drop, tiny little thing. You've got to rub it for 30 seconds until it's rubbed right into that outer thigh um, or your bum cheek. Uh, the next day, 
I didn't have any fatigue all day long. So I'm like, is that that is that that quick? Next day, same thing again. I could talk normally. I was finishing my sentences. I was not forgetting my words. Um, what? Not horny yet. Still waiting on that to happen. Uh, the strength, don't know, but the fatigue. So four days in, everything's like that, and then I crashed. Woke up at five in the morning, so I couldn't get back to sleep. And I'm like, am I just like really awake or what's going on? And I thought, no, I'm awake and I'm up at five in the morning every day now. No, that was the day I crashed. But it wasn't an actual crash. It was I got up at five in the morning and by 11, I was like, I'm good to go back to sleep. And I only caught up on the probably the few hours that I would have needed had I been able to stay asleep at five years. Well, guess what? Every day since, no fatigue. Like I'm looking at my clock now going, what what time is it? What more can I do with today? Like I'm doing things. I'm tackling each room because I don't want to go stupid, but I'm like, I've got a lot of shit to do around this house, like years worth of things I want to do with my life. And I've got energy to do them. So I don't know how long this is going to last, but is it the testosterone? I don't know. I'm assuming it is because that is, is that correlation a causation? Like, is it caused from that? Or is it just a correlation, complete coincidence of what though? I don't know. So I'm only a week and a bit in. Let me keep updating you. If this is something that you're having symptoms of and you are in perimenopause as well, please have a look at Dr. Newson's Balance website. It's all in there. Take that information to your GP and say, I've been looking into this. It's pretty new stuff, doc, but I'd really like, I've got these symptoms and I've heard good things about this cream. Can I please try it? No, not can I please try it. Can you please give me a prescription for it? Because I'd like one, please. And let me know. Let's go on this journey together. Why not? Let's all get start feeling amazing, shall we, together? How wonderful is that? Guess what else I have this week? I'm nearly finished. I have a f- useful fact. I did a rant yesterday about a incident that happened in the dog park, which you can uh, go and have a look at my stories. Well, it's not there anymore, so if you still really want to know, DM me, I'll send you them. At one point in the rant, said rant, I used the term fill your boots, like which means do what you want, like take advantage, get the most that you can out of that opportunity. And I had a woman say, Evie, it's so funny that you use that term because it's an Irish term. And I said, well, you know what? Funnily enough, I've been using it for probably 15 years now, ever since I heard this hilarious prank that this national radio station did with this little girl. And they got her to ring a demolition company and prank them that she wanted them to come and demolish her school. Right. And Honestly, the best, funniest thing, I'll find it, I'll send it to my producer, Rach, who will put it in the show notes because I know you'll all absolutely love it because she, the way they were talking to each other um, 
was so funny once he realized that he was getting a bit of a G up. He was like, I'm in. I mean, like, so Irish. Um, and she, at some point, they say, he says to her, you know, fill your boots if that's what you want. And um, I just thought it was the best saying. So I've used it ever since. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of got a sad as most sayings do backstory. The coal miners in Ireland. Um, they used to wear these particular boots that were good for the coal down in the mines, but on cobblestones they were slippery. They couldn't wear them home. So what they used to do was they'd carry them home, but they'd fill them both with both shoes, boots with coal, as much coal as they could put in them, and that would keep them heated in the house through the night. So that's where that lovely saying comes from, a really quite a sad situation. But I'm really glad that they got to take coal home every night and keep their families warm. Isn't that lovely? Fill your boots, man. Anyway, on that note, I've gone from, oh, you know me, she's a slippy, slidey accenter. I love you all. I hope you have a beautiful week. I've got Kath Ebbs on this Thursday. Do you know who she is? Well, you will. You, you will want to know who she is. Absolute adorable woman. So I'll talk. Okay, 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 goodbye. <laughs>